The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you like to make your NFL games a little bit more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. We are the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, not only by DraftKings Sportsbook, but by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. This is wild. This is the first time here on the Even Money Podcast where I've said Vegas, baby, Vegas. I'm actually in Vegas. I don't think this has ever happened before. And I'm talking with my guy, Steve Fezzik, who you can always check out on social media, at Fezzik Sports. I, of course, am at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I'm the former NFL offensive lineman. I got a bunch of different podcasts. Hopefully you guys check me out on social media because, man, Steve, I went yesterday to the food and beverage preview that the Super Bowl, they, they had a food and beverage press conference yesterday, Steve. And I may have gone there and they had a grilled donut Sunday, Sunday, they call it. So it's a grilled donut and then they put two scoops of ice cream on it. I may have had two of those, Steve. Not not in line with your diet, unfortunately. So Ben Affleck comes out with the Dunkin' Donut commercial and you one-up him with the special donut here in Vegas. I love it. It was awesome. I mean, they had so much good food. I had this like uh, burnt ends burrito. I mean, it was just the the seafood. It was incredible. Everything out here is incredible. Almost as incredible as my guy, Steve Fezzik. Steve, it's time, right? I mean, it's the Super Bowl is on Sunday. We actually last week gave out a best bet last week, which because we, we could. I know today we're going to get more into how to bet the Super Bowl. We're going to get more into some of the props that are out there. But looking at it, and I want to talk to you about this again, the Niners are still holding minus two on the spread. Steve, can you walk me through how they make this spread? Because it can't possibly be based on anything anyone has seen in the postseason. So are they really just taking the yards per play from the season 
and it's just a, like an algorithm, and that's what spits out Niners minus two? Because that seems to me, and I, I actually got a bunch of attention for saying I, I can't believe the Niners are favored. It got picked up by like, I don't know, like Fox News. I had a couple people text me about it. It's, it's wild. Just walk me through how Vegas initially set this line. Yeah, so Vegas initially set it at two and a half. And the reason being is Vegas sets point spreads based upon power ratings. And the mantra that Vegas has is don't overreact to any one week. So San Francisco was the clear-cut best team all year long. All year long, by example, I had the Niners rated right around a nine and a half all through the second half of the season, meaning they were nine and a half points better than an average team. And the Chiefs I had right around six points better. So the Niners were three and a half points better in late November and early December, etc. But then what happened is that the, the, the script got switched, as you mentioned. In the playoffs, Kansas City's been awesome, three straight games. And the Niners have underperformed. Lucky to beat Green Bay, lucky to beat Detroit. And Kansas City's been the much better team in the playoffs. Now, I'm not a slave in my power ratings to what the regular season was, and I made some significant adjustments. And I got to tell you, so I make this game right around two, but the Chiefs have all the advantages with the experience, with um, having been there before. And so after I adjust for that, I get to pick them. But I understand that the math geeks that are just running algorithms based upon waiting every game the same could see that the Niners they would make the Niners a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I believe. But um, I don't get it. I, I personally already bet the Chiefs, and that's the side that I favor. So why do you make it two? You just went, uh, over, because, you just went over how the script has been flipped in the postseason. Why do you make the game two then? Yeah, because I've got the Niners still nine points better than an average team, and I, and, and I raised the Chiefs up. Um, to a, it's like 7.3 better than an average team. So I've, I've actually a pure number. Um, I got the Chiefs um, upgrade a point and a half, I think, from their low point, which was like right around 5.8. Um, and frankly, I think my, maybe I'm like Vegas. Maybe my adjustments haven't been significant enough. Um, I thought Baltimore more lost that last game than Kansas City won it. I know KC really didn't have to do anything in the second half, but um, the stats were pretty equal in that game. Um, I'm much more concerned about the Niners and their awesome defense has not been awesome at all in these playoffs. And then I wonder, is Green Bay and Detroit, are those offenses just so good? Can't be. I mean, there's, there's, there's major problems with the Niners defense versus where they were early in the year. By the way, uh, just for the record, to reiterate this, uh, two things that are important to note. Number one, I am up three units for the year. Steve is up 29 units. We'll recap everything, obviously, tomorrow and talk about that, which will be, uh, I'm sorry, next week, all of Steve's Super Bowl bets. We'll go over that. And I can't emphasize enough, this show is year-round. You know, we do this all year-round, and there is fantastic information. First of all, Steve has a bet on something pretty much every week the entire offseason. So I highly encourage you guys, to keep checking us out, whether it's on the audio version or youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Next week, we'll dive into everything going on with the Super Bowl and all of Steve's bets. 
The the one bet we both put in last week, Steve, which uh, we feel good about. I guess I'm a little surprised the line hasn't moved yet. You know, we both had the Chiefs plus the two. Are you surprised the line hasn't moved at all, Steve? Third straight week I've been surprised. I've just been wrong, frankly. I remember when Kansas City was playing Buffalo, and I said, there is no way, no way, Ross, that we're going to get three on this game later in the week. And you could still get three. And then last week, I said, we got to lock in Kansas City plus three and a half against Baltimore. There's no way that line's going higher. Ross, it closed four and a half. So my confidence in which way the Chiefs' lines are going to go has been shaken because there's been anti-Kansas City money, frankly, the last two weeks, and I haven't understood it either of the weeks, and I don't understand it now. Wow. Um, that's crazy. I, you know, while we're talking about the game, before we get into some of the props or how to bet the game, Steve, any thoughts on the total in this game? And we actually have a question from our guy that, that uh, joins the show every once in a while, Paul Roberts. So the total's 47 and a half. Again, the Niners are laying the two points. Our buddy Paul texted me last night and said, question for Fezzik tomorrow. Is it okay to tease the Chiefs with either the over or the under? So the Chiefs obviously are getting two. You could take them up to eight with a six-point teaser, but it's the only game. So, of course, you need to tease it with the total. I think I saw you on social media maybe saying, Steve, it's never okay to tease a total. Is that correct? Yeah, so if historically, if you went back and you teased every Super Bowl total, you only win like 68% of the time on that leg. Well, that sounds really good. The problem is you have to win like 74% in order for it to make sense. So you're woefully short, and this is the week that everyone wants to have a bet on the teaser. Yes, the Kansas City teaser is great. Fully endorse it. If you can play in a book where you can say, I'm going to play Kansas City with an open spot. And you can fill it come August when preseason rolls around. Well, that's cool. That's good. But you cannot play the total. It's such a bad bet. The best evidence I can give of that is that, Ross, you can play these alternative totals where if you wanted to tease under, for instance, you could play just play under 53 and a half, and you only have to lay like minus 225. When you're playing a teaser, each leg you're laying essentially minus 280. So I would rather lay minus 225 than minus 280 so as good as the KC teaser leg is, the total is so poor, you just cannot do it. Interesting. I bet you a lot of people will do it, which is what I want to get into with you momentarily. Uh, but first, listen, there's a lot of people right now trying to figure out what they're going to do this Sunday, whether you're hosting game day or maybe even a movie night after the season. DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game-time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese sauce and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It is DiGiorno. You know the deal. It's a great Sunday to wash it down with some beers. My beer of choice, Labatt Blue Light. While you're watching the game with your family or friends, live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, 
Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Steve, let's do it, man. Let's dive into your best bets for the week or your prop bets. Maybe we should start wider, though. You know, how should people bet the Super Bowl and how should they not bet the Super Bowl before you dive into your specific picks? Yeah, so basic strategy, Super Bowl betting, you want to focus on things that only have two outcomes that you can, for instance, a player, uh, pass reception yards, you can go over or you can go under. That's the way to bet. Don't try to bet into the needle in the haystacks where you're betting, oh, well, they have 60 to 70 reception yards, 71 to 80, 81 to 90. Those needle in the haystack bets are where the house makes all the money. So focusing on props, yes, no's, over-unders, things like that. Also, pros tend to bet minuses. They tend to bet favorites. Um, the public likes to bet something to that has a plus attached to it. So they like, oh, bet 100 to win 140, plus 140. They don't like to bet minus 160s. Well, as it turns out, most of the minuses, gun to your head, if you had to choose, you would rather be laying the VIG than taking it. It's almost the exact opposite of what we bet during the regular season where we prefer the underdogs. In Super Bowl prop betting, we prefer the favorites, the reason being the public has a propensity to overbet the underdog props. Really? I didn't oh, know absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. And a couple of my picks will be illustrative of that very concept. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's stop waiting around. Let's do it. What are some of your, uh, some of your bets that you like? Let's start with three consecutive scores. I'm going to bet, yes, there will be three straight scores. Uh, it, I believe at DraftKings, it's minus 165. Grades, be sure to grade me um, with the VIG adjusted on this. This is a, a two-unit weight uh, play, and this is a pro favorite. The public looks at it and says, oh, two evenly matched teams. They're going to match score for score. How in the heck is any team going to win three straight or score three straight times? The truth is, Ross, it happens all the time. As an example, the San Francisco-Detroit game, close game, San Fran scored five straight times in that game. And my favorite example of why this is such a good bet, we go back in time, greatest show on turf, the Rams really struggled against the Tennessee Titans. Low scoring, close game. Ross, that game was tied 16-16. Not only did three consecutive scores win in that Super Bowl, not one, but both teams scored three straight times. It happens way more than you think. So I'm betting, yes, there will be three straight scores. Extra points do not count. Safeties, field goals, touchdowns. Okay. All right. That's an interesting one. Is that the type of bet, Steve, that they only have for the Super Bowl? Because I feel like I don't hear that other games. Yeah, it's pretty obscure. Um, they might put it up on a Monday night football game. Very rare they put it up just on a uh, Sunday games. Okay, so that's one. Now, that's three straight scores for one team or both teams? Well, for one team, yes. Okay. So, by, by example, in that game I mentioned with the Rams, people forget it was such a close Super Bowl. The Rams actually were up 16 nothing, and then Tennessee went, scored a six, scored a seven, scored a three, two touchdowns, field goal, and so both teams scored three straight times. Okay, what, what else you got? All right, we're going to go, will there be a two-point conversion attempted? I'm going to bet the no, minus 140. Now, this sounds crazy because you got the entire game to have just one two-pointer attempted. That could happen, right? The truth is, Ross, I see no scenario 
that there will be a two-point conversion attempted until very late in the third quarter. I don't see both these coaches having a propensity to go for two. Kansas City, uh, during the playoffs, actually, there was a penalty, and they had the ball in the one, and they chose, you know what? I'm still going to go ahead and just take the one point. I'm not going to go for the two-pointer from the two. Andy Reid chose that. So I just have to survive the fourth quarter. Well, there's a good chance there's only going to be one touchdown in the fourth quarter. And yes, if a team is, what, up by one, up by five, up by 12, up by 19, I'm going to lose because they're going to go for two. The chart, they're going to do what the chart tells them to do. But with only one and or most probably two kicks at the can, I will take my chances that there will not be a two-point conversion attempted. And I do, I'd be remiss to say this, Ross, I'm going to be really upset if the game goes overtime and I lose this bet. I could lose it this way. First team scores a touchdown in overtime. And the other team scores a touchdown because they will then go for two under that scenario. Oh, in overtime, you're, you're confident about that. Every NFL team, their analytics departments will have cracked that code. The idea being you, if you score a touchdown overtime and I match you, I cannot kick the extra point because then you get the ball in a sudden death overtime at that point. Your edge would be too big. So I'd have to go for two at that point in time. Yeah, and honestly, you're not even – if the both teams scored the touchdowns, you're not guaranteed to get the ball back. Although, I guess Super Bowl is a little bit different because they'll just keep playing until there's a winner. It's not like a regular yeah. season overtime where you're where, hey, hey, where if it's 10, 10 minutes, like, you're not getting the ball fourth time. Yeah, but, but if there's a third possession in overtime, the team with the ball is going to win like 60% of the time. So no team is ever going to, you know, kick an extra point knowing they're going to lose 60% of the time. They just roll the dice with the conversion. Any other uh, – so you've hit – so you had the three straight scores. You had the uh, no two-point conversion. Any others, Steve? Yeah, let's do – I talk about the good story all the time, and we're still early in the betting cycle. 95% plus percentage of, of the money is yet to be bet on the Super Bowl. So I go ahead and try to pick out a guy that I think everybody is going to bet on and bet it before the number goes crazy. And so with the 49ers, I really think that the narrative is going to be C-Mac. Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball, right? He's going to get fed the rock. And so because of that, I'm going to go over 90 and a half for C-Mac for rush yards and anticipating that number's going in one direction, it is going up because I don't think the Niners trust Purdy nearly what they did a few months ago. I know Debo might get fed also, but um, absolutely, I don't see... Um, hardly anyone else carrying the ball. I'm going to go over the 90 and a half for Christian McCaffrey rush yards. Interesting. Very, very interesting on that one, Steve, because that relates to my best bet of the week. And I'm curious to get your opinion on it. It's presented by DraftKings. My best bet is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. I actually like the Christian McCaffrey over receiving yards. Last I checked, it is 33 and a half. So on DraftKings Sportsbook, his receptions number is four and a half. So even if he's lower than that, let's say he only gets four receptions, which I think is very possible because the Chiefs have good corners. So I think Purdy, when he does throw it, will be throwing it to Kittle and McCaffrey against the linebackers or the safeties or whatever. So if the number is four and a half receptions for McCaffrey, you're telling me he can't average 
nine nine reception nine yards per catch i mean even if a couple of them are five he's going to break a couple of them for 15 yards on these receptions so that's my best bet christian mccaffrey over 33 and a half receiving yards what do you think steve yeah it makes sense i think the bookmakers are overreacting to the fact that c-mac hasn't broken a long reception and on a fast track in vegas that's certainly more likely you know, also, if you like Ross's bet and my bet, you certainly could play C-Mac uh, rushing and receiving yards over, um, where if, if he has a big day through the air or running, you're, you're going to get there. I think that number would be like around 125. So that's an alternative that you can play. But I, I, your bet feeds in with my bet, basically, that uh, C-Mac is absolutely going to be uh, the man in terms of the main body of focus for the Niners offense. So before we get into some of the mistakes that people make, I do want to make sure, don't make this mistake. Make it easy on yourself in terms of food. Order in on DoorDash for the big game. Now you can root for your bets while your food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. So talk to me, Steve, about where we're at with some of the most common mistakes that people make in Super Bowl betting. You already talked about people um, hitting the over, over a lot. What else? Yeah, people bet too much money on too many long shots thinking, well, I'm going to be fine. I'm probably going to go like 7 and 13. So they make 20 bets. And you know what? Let me emphasize, if you want to bet $5 on 20 things, it's fine. You're having a good time. It's like being at the roulette wheel. That's a-okay. But don't go and bet 20 things for $100 each and think you're going to roughly break even because you could have a horrendous Super Bowl. It's um, I, I go back to that New England 13-3 uh, to 3 win over the Rams. That was a Super Bowl that, like, literally the public, they bet, like, everything over and all these extreme things to happen, and they lost everything. I mean, like, literally there's guys that went, like, 2-18 and 18 that Super Bowl that bet 20 things that were betting on strange um, things to happen and high yardage and the like. So... Um, limit your bet size. Don't be looking to play a whole bunch of pluses. The poster child, when I first came to Vegas, Ross, my first Super Bowl in Vegas, Denver was playing the 49ers. So uh, Denver got absolutely annihilated. The halftime score, I believe, was 28 to 3. And the dude next to me in the first quarter, I saw him rip up a ticket. And he said, I can't believe I, I wasted a buck on this fella. I had to see what he played. And there it was. Player to score first touchdown, Ross. Wait for it. Sammy Winder, 5-1 to one for the Denver Broncos. The running back who used to have that awesome dunk when he would go, gump, gump, whomp, when he would throw down the ball. Um, Sammy Winder should have been like 15-1, to one, not 5-1. to one. So those are the sort of bets. That's like the poster child. Don't pick some obscure player to get the first touchdown or even like a known player that's so unlikely to get the first touchdown. You're just, you're lighting your money on fire. That's fine if you're betting $5 a game. Don't bet big on stuff like that with those long shots. <laughs> Sammy Winder, 5-1. to one. But that's people, it, it's like, that's what the, tempts the people to do. You know, that's what they're tempted to do, you know? Like, that's what they're, they, they want to bet first touchdown score or anytime touchdown score or stuff like that. Yes, and also bet sizing. You know what? Don't make your biggest bet of the year. On the, on the Super Bowl, I assure you, like, throughout the – Ross and I have had tremendous success. There's some years Ross has done better than I, 
like last year, there's some years I do better than Ross. But um, the bottom line, and we actually had a down year with our best bets where we were right around break even, right around 500. But I assure you, our best bets week seven are going to do better than anything we can come up with on a Super Bowl. So bet your normal amount on a Super Bowl, have fun with it. But don't suddenly make your biggest bet of the year on the side or total. The numbers tend to be much tighter in the playoffs and then finally in the Super Bowl. Unless the only exception is when there's a public team. And probably the best example I can give Ross is that Green Bay, Denver, that Super Bowl, we're talking about Broncos Super Bowls. You know what? John Elway and company were getting double digits points in that game. And it's unbelievable to even believe that Terrell Davis and company could be catching that many points. But Denver had been so bad in previous Super Bowls, the narrative was that Elway chokes and Denver can't play in the big game. Well, you do have situations that do come up in Super Bowls where there's the public versus the pros, but this is this really is not one of them. Got it. What about um, the, the boxes that people do for Super Bowls, Steve? Yeah, they're really fun. The the squares, they're properly priced. And that you know, I've I, this has just exploded in popularity where you we all go to that party and you get this and you get your square and you get the five and the eight, and you're like, what have I done to deserve this? Right? So now you get to pick your numbers. And it's kind of cool. Again, it's fun. So if you want to take five dollars and bet on the zero and the zero and the seven and the zero and the seven and the three and have a good time, that's cool. You're not going to win doing that. I mean, it's all been solved. It's all, I mean, you've got this database of games. We know how often every one of those numbers hits. I do think the Super Bowl, because it's been so slow starting, the 0-0 has just been incredibly good in the first quarter. But uh, in general, it's fun, but you're not going to make money betting on that. What about, Steve, uh, lastly, we got about 30 seconds here. Um, Gatorade color and or Anthem time. Doesn't it usually come out and you can try to catch on there before the number moves up too much? Yeah, predetermined outcome. If you see, let's talk about Gatorade, and you see purple 12 to 1, and then purple is 2 to 1 right before the game kicks off, it is purple. Um, If you see the National Anthem go up two seconds in length as you blink and all of a sudden – Wait a minute, an hour ago, it was two seconds lower. Well, guess what? They're going to hold the notes. The anthem is going to go over that original number. Follow the money. It's predetermined. And bet on whichever direction you see that money moving at a stale book. Paul Roberts loves doing stuff just like that. Always love talking with my guy, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports. Hope everybody has a wonderful Super Bowl. We'll be recapping everything next week. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for tuning in to Even Money. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.